today on CityCast Chicago. While some of us enjoy a long weekend, lawmakers will be frantically working to complete their agendas before the legislative session ends on Monday. Jacoby, there's so much that is still to go on. My my list of laws that have made their way, there, there's a lot happening. One big thing, new state house and Senate district maps, which are generating a lot of pushback. We break it all down with returning guest and Springfield correspondent, Amanda Venicky. Today is Friday, May 28th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. First, a little bit of news, y'all. While the move to rename Lakeshore Drive after John Baptiste DuSable has stalled in the city council, Mayor Lightfoot has her own $40 million plans for recognizing the city's first non-Indigenous settler. There are three parts. First, she wants to develop a plot east of Lakeshore Drive and north of the river as DuSable Park. Then, is going to be all over the Riverwalk. I'm talking multiple monuments of the Haitian settler. And finally, the city would get the DuSable Festival, which would take place in August on the anniversary of his death. Lightfoot promises the festival will also honor the Potawatomi Nation. CTA is dropping fare prices. Daily passes will be $5 instead of $10, and weekly passes drop down to $20. Some good news. The Joffrey Ballet has a virtual world premiere for Swing Low. Tonight at 7, a show inspired by the African-American spiritual Swing Low Sweet Chariot. One more for you since I won't talk to you on Monday because of the holiday. RuPaul's Drive and Drag Save Chicago returns this weekend. It's a drive-through drag show at Soldier Field. That one's for you, Sydney Madden. That, of course, is our fantastic newsletter writer. You can check her out. Just sign up for the daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. She's in your inbox every day. It's just so many different borders. These shapes make no sense to me. Some districts look like they're cutting right through the middle of another district. Oh, yeah. They they wind and curve and sort of butt into one another. And it really is a puzzle. If you were going to, somebody was going to make this into a puzzle, it would be a tough one to put together. This isn't like Iowa, our, our neighbor, where it would be a puzzle for a toddler. <laughs> this is for an experienced puzzler. This would be a tough one. Take my neighborhood. I live in High Park. That puts me in House District 25. In a draft map put out by lawmakers late last week, my district looks kind of like a upside-down monkey wrench. It extends from my neighborhood south along the lakeshore to the Indiana border, but it sort of just splits neighborhoods like South Shore, Calumet Heights, and Eastside. Helping me make sense of this is Amanda Venicky. She's a correspondent with WTTW, and she gives us a rundown of what's happening in the last days of this legislative session. Amanda, welcome back to CityCast Chicago. I'm glad to be back with you live from Springfield, our state capital. (laughs) All right, I want to spend some time with redistricting. I'm interested in the drama over the past week because, first off, we finally got to see a map. What was it? What did it look like, Amanda? What what were these maps of? They're the maps of political power. It is the 
boundaries of the legislative districts for the Illinois House and the Illinois Senate, and actually, in this case, also the state Supreme Court. And you say, all right, why does that matter? Who really cares? But it matters because, of course, the constituents who live within those districts and who they're likely going to vote for, particularly when you look at races between Republicans, Democrats, and therefore who controls what's going on here in Springfield. These things look confusing as hell. So that's where you get claims of people saying that, you know, this is gerrymandering. What are these districts? I mean, you've got to maybe have some funky shapes in order to perhaps keep one neighborhood in the same district. But what the the issue being, I think this one appears designed to really punish Republicans. Oh. Again, Democrats are drawing these. It makes sense. This is all stuff that isn't, I guess, surprising and why critics say this shouldn't be a job for the legislature because it allows legislators to pick their own voters. What goes into making these decisions? Because these lines look arbitrary as hell for me from a macro lens. What all goes into it? We don't know. That's one of the, the big issues is that much of this is done literally in a secret room. <laughs> like There is what? not a typical hearing room. It is locked. Members of the media, the public don't go in there. You've got a bunch of attorneys, experts, staffers, and then legislators will sometimes duck in. One of the issues with these current maps and why they've faced a lot of criticism, particularly from the classic good government reform groups, we don't know exactly what data was used to draw these lines because normally you would use, again, this happens every decade after a census, but the census data hasn't come to Illinois or anywhere else yet because the feds are behind. The Democrats who control the General Assembly and therefore are the ones that are carrying out this process, all that they've said thus far is that it relied on American community survey data, which is just that, a survey. It's not the census. It's not the same. Mm -hmm. Just to make sense of what you're going through, one, whoever's drawing the maps is probably going to gerrymander those suckers. And it looks like in this first draft that Democrats are doing exactly what we expected. They're using uh, the data that's available to them, and we know that's not the census data, to draw maps that ultimately negatively impact their Republican colleagues. Am I correct in that? Yeah, and the Democrats very much defend this process and say that they have held a lot of hearings, that they have been transparent, again, while refusing to give answers to what exactly information, what data they used to to draw this. I sort of made the comparison. It's like the difference between hearing and listening. (laughs) They heard the input, but did they take it into consideration is perhaps another matter. They say, you know, what, what we can't wait for the census data to come in because per the Constitution, this has to get done. And by the way, the Constitution gives this power to the legislature. There are multiple deadlines ahead or allowed written in the Constitution. What's the likelihood that this legislative map gets approval by Monday? I'm not a betting gal, but if I was forced to, this would be, uh, I would put my money on it getting done. The, the only kind of caveat here where, where I would hesitate the slightest bit is because of pressure elsewhere, the notion that there's going to be a lawsuit. But I mean, I, I think everybody is aware of that. That's part of why Democrats are keeping really mum publicly. Democrats are not going to try and chance 
losing control of this because they know that it can really be make or break for control for the next decade, potentially, of the General Assembly. Don't want to overstate it, but this is certainly something that has major influence over that time, those boundaries, too. Stick around. We're talking about some of the other bills Amanda is watching as the legislative session comes to a close. Hi, it's producer Carrie. Let me give you a little taste of what your fellow listeners are saying about us. CityCast Chicago connects me to the shy in the way I need. Most of the stories they cover aren't making local or national news, but they are important. And this, I love this podcast, gives me a daily dose of the news in less than 20 minutes. Now your turn. Rate and review us on Apple. It matters. Others will find CityCast Chicago and start listening and sharing, and our CityCast community grows. It works. Rate and review on Apple, and thanks. Last time you were on the show, we talked about getting an elected school board here in Chicago. Where are we on that? Still got nothing definite at this point in time, but a pretty big public promise from the president of the state Senate that something will be soup before session adjourns. Already the House has passed a measure that would lead to a 21-member all-elected school board. And this, even as there's still attempts to reach a compromise, something that would be a hybrid where some members appointed by the mayor and then leading to an all-elected board eventually. Amanda, what are some of the other things that you're focused on? You've written about budgets, ethics package. I I believe there's a constitutional amendment still being uh, contested. Jacoby, there's so much that is still to go on. My my list of laws that have made their way, there's a lot happening. And part of that is because you had last year, of course, because of COVID, very little done. Some of the the really top level tier one things that I'm watching out for are, yes, an ethics package. We just had the former chief of staff for former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan indicted on perjury and obstruction of justice related to this long ongoing corruption investigation. The General Assembly, I think, knows that they need to pass some sort of ethics package in the wake of it. We'll be watching to see how strong that is, what would be part of it. Also, got to mention energy. The parent company of ComEd, Exelon, says that it will close nuclear plants, which would hurt Illinois' attempts to reach clean energy, you know, carbon-free energy goals, and also mean job losses for uh, a lot of very active union members. In a way, it's sort of, again, I think like redistricting where people say, like, who cares? All right. <laughs> but it it affects your bills and your pockets. And then it, it dovetails also into this corruption thing because ComEd is part of that. And so um, and obviously there's a lot of interest and in eyes right now toward uh, climate change and what can be done. And this plays into all of that. So those are the the biggies. But then, oh, my gosh, there's like a gajillion other bills of interest that we'll have to save for another day. <laughs> uh, so once the session ends, what happens next in Springfield? End of session should be May 31st. They could always come back for a special session. It's definitely an option, but at the same time, that that isn't really typically done. What will happen will be that all of these measures will be sent to Governor J.B. Pritzker. 
and he will have to act on them. Amanda, it's a little off topic, but I have to ask, how do you plan on treating yourself after this session closes? Ooh, okay. Well, my, my big treat, actually, my favorite Thai restaurant is in Springfield, Illinois, and I love Thai food. So I'm going to get me some heaping bowls of Pad Ki Mao and have fun and be outside. I love summertime. And then I'm going to head back up to Chicago and enjoying the city and all of its many pleasures as much as possible. Amanda, you are always informative, you are always entertaining, and you are always drippy. I appreciate you joining <laughs> us on CityCast Chicago this morning. I appreciate your having me. It was awesome. Thank you to Sam Trump and Amar Greenberg from the Mayfair Workshop for the amazing music. We have Monday off of Memorial Day, so there will not be a show. I know. I'm heartbroken, too. Hopefully you have the day off as well. Lead producer Carrie Shepard, what are you doing for the three-day weekend? I'm getting a preview of the Frida Kahlo Timeless exhibit at the Cleve Carney Museum of Art in Glen Ellen. And don't worry, CityCast listeners, we will bring you some of that preview in coming weeks. Producer Simone Alisea. My best friend is in town, so I'm going to spend some time with her before she has to get back to grad school. And producer Natalie Rivera, what's kicking out on the West Coast? So this Memorial Day weekend, since I am based in Los Angeles, I am going to take this opportunity to go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I have not been to it, even though it's about 10, 15 minutes away from me. So I am super excited. And me, well, if the weather holds up, I'm probably going to jump out of an airplane. That's our show for Friday, May 28th. As always, I appreciate you for listening. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Peace. I wish I could have brought more fashion to the game today. Yeah. To kind of match where you are. I got a little polo. Uh, I do not feel like I'm matching your fly or your drip at all right now. I trust, I trust that next time you'll bring your A-game. Oh, 100%. Okay? One, Thank you. you. You will not Thank catch you. me laughing. Or if I ever like meet you in real life, you got to have some really snazzy duds, okay? <laughs>